you're listening to the Late Night Football Show with your host, Rohit Singh. That's me. On this show, we talk about some of the most serious, least silly topics from the world of football for your entertainment and enjoyment. Please remember that the show is BYOL. Bring your own laughs, since we don't have the budget for a studio audience. Happy listening. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the first episode of Late Night Football. This is the weekly report where we are going to review some of the week's top news stories and give it that really serious attention and our opinion. <laughs> so let's get right into it. Now, we all know that the coronavirus has messed up football calendars everywhere. I mean, first there were closed doors matches, then there was rescheduling, then postponements, then celebrations by everyone who hates Liverpool because they might not win the Premier League title, and then the possibility of seasons being cancelled or voided, so there were more parties by the same people. This week, however, those possibilities have now started to become a reality. Now you see, the big news for this week is that UEFA, the governing body for football in Europe, has finally come to its senses and decided that yes, if the conditions don't allow for it, leagues can be cancelled for this year. Now, this comes after only a few weeks ago, they had said that teams would be barred from entering Europe if they didn't complete the seasons. Now, obviously, that went over well with all the leagues and the players' associations. I mean, it's not like they were literally forced by their governments to shut down uh, to prevent a pandemic from spreading. I mean, can you imagine, I mean, how, how the conversation must have gone after that? Like, uh, I mean, you know, the French League literally must be saying, what, you're going to ban us from Champions League next year? Quick, get on the phone with Macron and tell him it's a national emergency and we must play this weekend. That's a really bad French accent, by the way. <laughs> or, who cares about a virus? We need to hear the Champions League anthem in our ground in September. You know, literally football went on to the last possible day that they could go on. So it's not like they were rushing to close up or anything. I mean, we had the Champions League match between Atletico and Liverpool going on, even though the pandemic was spreading in Spain and they didn't want to shut down. So, I mean... Really, if anything, the, the the football clubs want to restart, but they can't. Now, I'm sure if it were up to the clubs, they would still be playing even right now. They would still be having matches behind closed doors or whatever. So, I guess UEFA came to its senses and realized that the needs of the many, which clubs around Europe, uh, outweigh the needs of the few, which people within its organizations. Now, in all seriousness, though, UEFA President Alexander Seferin did suggest that leagues must first exhaust all possible options of completing the league season before they can be cancelled. This means that they can have a points-per-game tally to determine final placing, they can have a playoff system, or they can even call Vince McMahon and get ideas on how to make their league an essential business. I suppose they would have to pay for that last one, though. I mean to Vince, not someone else. No, come on, no. But anyway, uh, no sooner did UEFA make this declaration that the Dutch league cancelled its season, declaring that there would be no champion or relegation or promotion this season. Now, in other words, the season was declared null, or as we say on the internet, nothing to see here, folks. Basically, it does make sense, though, because the top two teams were level on points, so it would be unfair to pick a winner. However, this has sparked a debate over in England, because, well, even during the worst pandemic in human history, it's more important to decide if Liverpool win the title or not. Uh, just like the Twilight Saga had Team Edward and Team Jacob, the COVID-19 Premier League Saga of 2020 has Team Liverpool for champs and Team Not Liverpool, also known as the Team Save the Integrity of the League 
or team season is 38 games, so suck it if it hasn't been completed, and bad luck Liverpool. I'm on the second team, by the way, I'm just saying, putting that out there. Now, anyway, the Dutch FA president has waded into this debate while shutting down their league, and he said it would have been unfair to crown a champion on league placing because there wasn't a big difference in position. But in Liverpool's case, they're so far ahead that they deserve to be champions. Now, that means that there are two points here. Right, first, we now know that the Dutch FA president is a Liverpool fan. Right? Shame on you. <laughs> and second, nobody asked for your opinion. I mean, you already closed your league, so go on a holiday, you know, and leave the Premier League business to the Premier League fans. Anyway, every Premier League football fan has an opinion on this, of course, uh, you know, and each, and each bit of news related or unrelated to football gets talked about in this context. I mean, England may be in lockdown till the end of June. You know what? This just means the Premier League should be cancelled and Liverpool should not be champions. There is a shortage of masks and equipment in the NHS. Yeah, just cancel the league so the players don't have to keep training and they can volunteer in the hospitals. And Liverpool shouldn't be given the title. UEFA wants a proper merit-based qualification system in place for their competitions next seasons. Eh, they can use the current league positions, but don't give the title to Liverpool. I mean, it's ridiculous how much thought we've actually put into this. But in all seriousness, at this point, there is no reason that this should be discussed. Because in reality, we're still at least a month away from any easing of restrictions. When we do get to the point where playing football becomes a realistic decision, or not playing football becomes a realistic discussion, that's when we decide what we want to do. If you ask for my opinion, I don't think the football will resume until July. Uh, so at that point, the Premier League will have to decide whether it wants to go start the new season in November or in August. And I suspect like everything else in life, TV money will make that decision for them. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm just getting some breaking news here. What is this I'm hearing? Oh yes, apparently the UK government wants to restart football as early as May doing perhaps close behind closed doors games. Now the reason for this is simple, Boris Johnson is a Liverpool fan. <laughs> no, actually it's something even more ridiculous. See, the government believes that restarting games will be a good way to boost public morale. That's right folks, we don't have to be nervous or stressed about the fact that we and our loved ones might be in danger due to a pandemic, or that we are locked down in our homes, you know, unable to work, unable to go out, because West Ham are going to play Norwich on TV. Yay! <laughs> I can already imagine what Boris Johnson would have been thinking. I mean, thousands of people are infected? Thousands have already died? Our hospitals are underfunded? Ah, just make sure to show the football this week. The people will be happy and forget about everything else. No, Boris. The majority of the people will not be happy to see football resume. Because Liverpool are going to win the title in that case. I mean, you're doing the exact opposite. Come on. You, the season cannot resume. If you want people to be happy... Make sure that the season does not resume. <laughs> Alright, on to some other news now. And the Paul Pogba-Graham Sooness battle continued this week when part-time pundit and full-time Gary Neville's pantomate, Jamie Carragher, gave his opinion on the matter. Now, for those of you who are not aware, a week ago, Graham Sooness criticised Paul Pogba, saying, you know, questioning his commitment to Manchester United, saying that he was never going to be a top player with his attitude. In response, Paul Pogba made the divisory comment, where he said that he didn't even know who Graham Sooners was. Now, Jamie Carragher, being the Liverpool legend that he is, wasn't apparently too happy either that Pogba didn't know who Sooners was. Which, to be fair, isn't actually Pogba's fault, because Sooners always hides his great accomplishment, which is that he's the man who bought Ali Dia to the Premier League. I, I, mean, I can guarantee you, if someone could have told Pogba that, he'd recognise him in a heartbeat. 
Now, anyway, to clarify the statement, Pogba did say that he knew who Sunez was, he just didn't recognize the face. And that's completely fair, because it's hard to recognize him from his playing days when he had a lot more hair on his head and on his face. I mean, he looks very different now, and clearly Pogba doesn't watch Sky Sports either, because that probably takes away from his haircut time, or his social media time, or, you know, his daily chat with Mino Raiola about what he should stay in his next statement to push Pogba away from Manchester United. Now, anyway, Carragher said that as a professional footballer, Pogba should be able to take criticism and not be disrespectful towards his critics. Jamie Carragher, by the way, is the same person who spat at a fan because he was being bantered about Liverpool's defeat while driving his car. So he knows a thing or two about disrespect, I'm gonna tell you that. Now, anyway, Sunes decided that the only way this debate could be settled was via Pogba versus Sunes tables match. Now, only it wasn't the kind where one of them slams the other through a table, it would be both of them slamming their trophy medals on the table and see who has a bigger one. I mean, collection of medals, of course. Because somehow, if Sunes has won more trophies than Pogba, that gives him the right to criticize him. Yeah, that's why all TV pundits are successful players and managers. I mean, in any case, I'm sure Mino Riola is already drafting a statement about how this whole thing is Man United's and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's fault, and that's why he needs to go to Real Madrid, because fans there are always very appreciated of their players, and never done on them, ever. So speaking of Paul Pogba and Manchester United, it's now time for an update on the latest transfer news. Because as we all know, the football may stop, but the gossip doesn't. Now it was reported earlier this week that PSG are the latest club interested in signing Paul Pogba. Now in theory, this still makes sense for all parties. Paris Saint-Germain are well known for paying big money for players, so United will get a nice transfer fee out of this. PSG get to add a marketable high-profile player to their collection, to go along with Neymar and Mbappe, and for the last decade or so, they have been the go-to place for semi-world-class players to earn a big salary, play at half speed, but still pad their stats, and grab a few domestic titles along the way. So Pogba will also fit right in. Now in a few years time, he can also challenge Sunes to a rematch for their tables match, and he'll probably win it this time, so that's also going to be a bonus. The only problem though is that reportedly PSG don't have much money now, because their Qatari owners have to budget for their players' salaries, plus pay for the campaign to stop Saudi Arabia from buying Newcastle United. So instead, they've offered a reduced transfer fee, plus two players, Julian Draxler and Angel Di Maria. Yep, that's right folks, the same Di Maria who left United to join PSG in the first place, and apparently hates Man United so much, he changes the TV channel when they're on. The steel is definitely going off without a hitch. And speaking of going off without a hitch, Ed Woodward, United's CEO and broker of United's multi-million pound partnerships with tractors and noodle companies, has said that the club will not pay 100 million pound plus transfer fees for players this summer due to the economic conditions likely to prevail, which is a direct remark about Jadon Sancho. You see, United are interested in signing Sancho, and Dortmund are interested in selling him, but knowing that he's English, Dortmund know that they can fleece Premier League clubs for a lot of money. Except, Woody knows better and is trying to drive the price down through such statements, much like he did for Van Bissaka and Maguire, and that worked out well. Anyway, this has given hope to the other 24 clubs interested in signing Sancho, who I presume wouldn't have a problem with the transfer fee. There's already a report as well that United are going to sign Aaron Ramsey to replace Paul Pogba and Jack Wellish, Aston Villa's fearless leader, to play right midfield in case Sancho doesn't sign. Now this makes complete sense, because like Pogba, Ramsey is always injured, so he's going to be the perfect replacement, 
and United haven't had a proper right winger for years now, so why not just keep the streak going? In other news, Chelsea announced earlier in the year that Hakim Ziyech was joining them from Ajax in the summer, which is a great buy, except his contract is supposed to begin from July 1, but with the season postponed, he doesn't know when he'll actually get to play for Chelsea. Or in other words, he is wondering just who the hell is going to be paying me in July. And apparently Jurgen Klopp phoned Kylian Mbappe's dad to join Liverpool, who is obviously unaware that his phone is being tapped. I think Liverpool could do well to invest in some better cyber security technology. Now this might actually be a good deal for PSG because they can then use that money to pay United to buy Pogba and also take Draxler and Di Maria with them. And finally, if the Newcastle takeover goes through, the new owners want to bring in a new manager because Steve Bruce reminds them too much of Mike Ashley. However, at the time when you have Allegri and Pochettino available, they are reportedly interested in bringing back Kevin Keegan to the club. Yes, that's right, guys. Kevin Keegan, the man who said he'll love it if his team beats Manchester United to the title back in 1996. Now, you see, this actually makes total sense. Because when the Saudi prince did the WWE deal, he only knew about the 80s and 90s stars. So obviously he thinks Keegan is still around. Uh, maybe that's why he bought the club in the first place. Because he thinks they're still a top club. Anyway, I'm sure Kevin Keegan will be very happy to join his boyhood club and be given a blank check to spend on the players that he wants to buy. But be advised though, Kevin, you can't just walk away from the club this time because the owners don't take too kindly to defectors. Well, that's it for today. This has been our weekly report. Hey guys, thank you for listening to that episode on Late Night Football. Now, please remember to do all the right things by clicking on the share, like, and subscribe buttons. And say all the right things by commenting on the show. Positive feedback is welcome, and negative feedback will be ignored. Ah, I'm just kidding. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Links can be found in the description to the show. Make sure to join me for the next one. Take care.